The book of Esther contains many universal themes. Its annual reading is incumbent upon the entire Jewish people. As the Rambam writes in Hilchot Megillah B'Chanaka, Aleph Aleph, it says, Everyone is obligated in its reading. Men, women, converts, freed slaves, even educate children to read it. And the Rambam continues, and he says, Even Kohanim, uh, who are in the middle of service in the Beit HaMikdash, cancel their service and come to hear Mikra Megillah. And so too we cancel learning Torah in order to read the Mikra, the, the Megillah. All the more so, this would apply to other mitzvot in the Torah. All are pushed off before the reading of Mikra Megillah. There is nothing that pushes off the reading of Mikra Megillah in front of it, with the exception of a, a dead body, someone who's, who's died, that doesn't have someone to bury them. Someone who encounters that situation, must bury the person first, and afterward they read. Reading the Megillah takes precedence over any mitzvah. Even service in the temple or learning Torah must be put on hold. The one exception is the necessity of burying someone, respecting the basic dignity of all humanity. Judaism places the utmost value on human dignity. Human dignity surfaces across the story of the Megillah. Throughout the narrative, we see people treated as objects. The king requests to objectify Vashti before those attending his party. Esther is taken against her will to wait in the king's harem. Haman proposes to rid the kingdom of all the Jews. These elements of the story are not accidental, but a consequence of the philosophy of Ahasuerosh. Viktor Frankl, in his, uh, it's often amended to the back of his classic work, Man's Search for Meaning, but this is based on a lecture he gave called The Case for a Tragic Optimism. And he wrote, wrote or spoke the following, quote, that unconditional value of each and every person is that which warrants the indelible quality of the dignity of man. There is a decisive difference between being valuable in the sense of dignity and being valuable in the sense of usefulness. Confounding the dignity of man with mere usefulness arises from a conceptual confusion that in turn may be traced back to the contemporary nihilism. Nihilism does not contend that there is nothing, but it states that everything is meaningless." End quote. Viktor Frankl discusses the objectification of human beings. It is a distortion to reduce human value to mere usefulness. It is Ahasuerus' philosophy, his orientation towards the pursuit of pleasure, that creates an environment of nihilism. In such a kingdom, pleasure is the only ideal. Everything and everyone are expendable. The Gemara in Migilah, Daf Yud Gimel Ahmed Aleph 13a, writes the following. It says, Rabbi Yeshu ben Korcha Amar Esther Yorach Roket Haita, Bechuchel Chesed Mashuch Alaha. It says, Esther apparently had like a greenish complexion. And nonetheless, there was a thread of divine grace that was placed upon her. Rashi comments, El Chuchel Chesed Mashuch Alaha, made Hakadosh Baruch from God, Lakachnirit Yafel Umot Ulachashverosh. And that made her appear beautiful to the other nations and 
to Ahasuerus. So Rabbi Yeshua's comments that Esther had a green complexion, his objective was not to insult Esther's beauty, but rather to highlight that her beauty was not conventional. She refused to participate in the distorted definition of beauty created by Ahasuerus. We see in the Megillah in Perak Hay, Pasuk Tetvav in 515, it says, Now, when it was Esther's turn, who was the daughter of Avichail, Mordechai's uncle, who had taken her as a daughter, when it was her turn to come to the king, she requested nothing. Just what was required of her by uh, the uh, the king's assistant, Haggai, who was in charge of the women, it adds at the end of this pasuk that Esther found chen, which often is translated as grace, in the eyes of all that saw her. So what's being communicated by this pasuk? When Esther was brought to the king, she took nothing with her. She would not participate willingly in the talent portion or any other element of this beauty contest. Nonetheless, even in this superficial, instinctual, disgusting, and disgraceful society, Esther found grace among all those she interacted with. She had a mysterious appeal. Rav Soloveitchik explains in his book, Days of Deliverance, describing the following. He says, quote, The Hebrew word chen, favor, refers to the attribute of charm, in contradistinction to beauty. While beauty is usually a result of combinations of several physical factors, of external features, charm comes from within. It flows from the deep recesses of the spiritual personality. Charm is engendered by the presence of God in a human being. It is the reflection of the divine presence within man. One radiates charm, for the uh, imago dei is the source of charm. The symmetry of the body, the complexion, and the color of the eyes are all irrelevant to the charm personality. What is important is the divine in man. The two clauses, quote, and the Lord is with Yosef, and Yosef, quote, found favor in his master's eyes, constitute an equation. Joseph found favor in Potiphar's sight because God was with him. The same is true of Esther. She found favor with everyone because God was with her. She fascinated. She had an impact upon all she met. There was something different and peculiar about her. She was unique. End quote. Esther is the paradigm of human dignity. She refused to be simply an object. She radiated uniqueness, intuitively perceived by those around her. Even Ahasuerus couldn't help being taken by her grace and dignity. She was addressed by him as Queen Esther. He offered to grant her any request up to half his kingdom. It was in this context that she stood up for her people and the basic humanity in all of us.